Welcome to the radio program, Warning. Today, we are going to listen to Reverend Adalia Hansen share at a women's service for Apostle Ruth Peterson. This was recorded April 22, 2023, in North Carolina. The title of her message is, Know Your Purpose. Now, let's begin. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And I pray, Lord, that you anoint your word. Let your word go forth, Abba Father, with so much power and so much anointing. And anybody sitting under this anointing, I pray, Lord, that you break yokes in Jesus' name. So today we're going to talk about the mind. Your mind should be stronger than your emotions. And this mind is not just any mind. It should be the mind of Christ. The scripture says, let this mind be in you, the mind of Christ Jesus. The battle is in the mind. If the devil wants to defeat you, he'll cause your mind to be defeated. And once your mind is defeated, he's got you. There's nothing more you can do about that. Because in prayer, the scripture says that God is not moved unless you have faith. Amen. If you're praying to God, asking and waiting on something, but your mind is a defeated mind, that is a hindrance from God to move in your life and for him to answer what you're asking for. The scripture says in Psalm 78 that they limited the Holy One of Israel. How did they limit him? Israel is when they left Egypt, they still had the mindset of Egypt. And through that mindset, they limited God to move in the midst of them. The mind is like an operating system, just like an Android phone or an iPhone. When you take an operating system of an Android phone and you give it a body of an iPhone, it will still function as an Android phone. If you're born again, you have this appearance of a born again person, but your mind is defeated. That's where you operate from, a defeated mind. You always function according to what your mind is, what your mind says. That's how you function. The scripture says, as your mind thinks, so is you. Mind and heart are used interchangeably. When you're praying and you know in your heart, you're saying, well, I'm only praying, but I know God won't do it for me. What do you think the answer would be? We're entering a season of where people are praying, but you have to approach God with the mindset of victory. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, keep your heart there, insert mind. Keep your mind with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Anything you give time to, that's what you become. Anything you give time to. If all you think about is defeat and failure, that's who you become. If somebody has been raised in an abusive home, and all he thinks about is the abuse that was in that home, the person sometimes ends up being the abuser when they get married. Yes, the person says, I will not be like my father. I will not be like my mother. But once they get into marriage, they become abusers. How come? It's because that's all they thought about. I'm going to talk about the strongholds of the mind. Ephesians says, the weapons of our warfare are not colonel, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is a thinking pattern whereby there's lies and deception. And if you don't address it, it becomes a stronghold. These strongholds are fortified by demons. Yesterday I said there was a vision that I had of pillars, huge pillars, and there were serpents that had twirled around every pillar. And I asked God, what is this? He says, these are 
strongholds. If you cast the serpent away, there's something left. What's that? The stronghold. You cast the demon out, but the stronghold remains. So the demon will go around to the dry places. It will come back because you have something that's his, the lies and the deception. So when we cast demons out of people, we tell them to renew their mind. We're told to renew your mind. If you don't renew your mind, these demons will still have a place to come to. In the kingdom, what is a lie? A lie is not necessarily a wrong statement. A lie is what God did not say. There's something that is true and there is truth. It is true, you're sick. We're seeing you're sick, but what is truth? The truth is by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. Amen? When Jesus was answering Satan, he said, a man shall not live by bread alone, but the proceeding word of God. What is God saying? That is what you live by. It is life to the body. It is life to the soul. It is life to the spirit. You have to live by speaking the truth in your life. Not what is true. I said truth. Because it is that truth that will be able to level down all lies and the deception of the enemy. I was delivered from demons. I had been oppressed by demons from ever since I was five years old. So as I grew, demons will oppress me in the night. My mind was controlled by demons. There is nothing you could tell me and I'll believe what you're saying. If you tell me God loves you, I'll say, mm-mm. The perception I had is that the father, all he does, he feels good when I suffer. That is a wrong mindset, amen? People say God loves you, but what I would imagine in my mind, I'm seeing God sitting down on the throne, and when I suffer and cry, he's laughing. That is a very wrong mindset. So anything anybody told me about the prophecies or what the love of God, it didn't land anywhere because I had a stronghold in my mind. But as I went through deliverances and Jesus appeared to the deliverance minister and said, you have to help her deal with her mind because she's so far away from me to a point that anything you're doing, even if you cast the demons out, the demons will still come back. So I took the scriptures and the Lord gave me a strategy on what to do. He told me, take the scriptures, read it, meditate it as if it's already done. So all my prayers was not that Jesus will deliver me. I said, Jesus delivered me on the cross. Jesus loved me. Jesus is thinking about me. Every scripture, every single, I took the scripture from Genesis to Revelation and I turned it as if it's already done. It took months. The mind does not just renew itself within a night. It's a process. Because there's so many things that have been built up in your mind, they have to break down little by little. Because it took time for it to grow to what it is. It will take time for it to diminish and to be broken to a point there is nothing left. It takes time. But you have to meditate upon the word of God over and over and over until you become one with the word. What the enemy does is that when he knows somebody is called, or somebody's going to be somebody great, or somebody would love Jesus with all their heart, he marks them from when they're a child. He'll cause things to happen to them. The parents will start calling them names. You're so stupid. You're so ugly. What's wrong with you? People reject them. But people don't know. The words that you're saying, they're being sold into the child's mind. So as the child grows, those are the things that they're putting in their mind. I can't do this. I'm a failure. What is wrong with me? If you keep asking your child, what is wrong with you? 
You have no idea. You are sowing negative words into that child's mind. By the time that child is 18, there's really nothing good in that child's mind. Ask yourself how people end up in addiction. It's because they've been told how they are failures. There's nothing good that will come out of them. And they look for a place whereby they'll be stimulated. So they end up in immorality. They end up in addictions. Most of us are parents here. You have to be careful what you tell your child. Be careful. When I grew up, all I could hear is that I wasn't wanted. So my mother died, and then I went from one home to another. And every place I went, the people there would say, you're not part of the family. So in my mind, I thought to myself, nobody would ever accept me. That became me. When I walked, this is how I walked. If you call my name, I go like this. Because I was a failure. That's what I thought I was. So I walked like this. And people used to ask, why are you walking with your head? I couldn't even look someone in the eye. I couldn't do that. So be careful of the words you speak to people, and you, especially your children. The mindset is a gateway whereby it's either the access to the Holy Spirit or the access to evil spirits. Your mind is a gateway. So what are you allowing in your mind? Is it the Holy Spirit or is it other voices? When God was walking the garden and Adam and Eve had already ate of the fruit, he asked them, who told you you were naked? And then he told Adam, because you hid it to the voice of your wife. So which voice are you hitting to? Which voice? Only the voice of God in someone or through him directly should be what you should be listening to. Because your mind is a gateway. Whatever you allow in is what that will be able to fortify itself inside of you. Because if you don't deal with that, you will pray all you want. But if your mind is not changed or renewed, you're going to have a problem. We meet up in church all the time and we pray. We cry and we weep. But what happens when you get out that door? What are you thinking about? So Satan will want your mind to be defeated. That's all he wants. He doesn't have to do much with you. Once your mind is defeated, he can do whatever he wants with you. You can decree and declare, all right? But if your mind is not renewed, you're in trouble. The doubt is formed in the mind. Doubt. People don't know that doubt is a very powerful spirit. Because if you doubt the word of God, then how can he move? We could call people and start to prophesy to them. But you're busy, oh, I see you doing this, I see you doing that. And the person is like, eh, I don't think so. Because the mind, the mind. People can be in that circle, going back and forth in the same cycle, over and over and over, for years and years. The pastor is trying to preach to you. The pastor is trying to teach you. The pastor is trying to help you. But the person will get tired at the end of the day because the person's mind has not been renewed. We talk about the same thing over and over and over. You come to the pastor, pastor, pray for me over this. But you say, well, I thought we prayed over it the last time. And then you keep coming over the same thing. You need to understand that demons can communicate to you telepathically. Sometimes the thoughts you're having are not your thoughts. There's a demon speaking to you and you're having a conversation with the demon. You say, you can't do it. Oh, yeah, I know. I can't do it. I can't do it. You're thinking you're having a conversation with your mind, but that's demons speaking to you. You know very well those are not your thoughts. That's why you have to be discerning. You have to say, no, no, no. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. But I tell you something, they'll keep coming. You rebuke it the first time, they come the second time. It's until your mind becomes stronger, stronger than your emotions, then they'll retrieve because they'll keep coming. I'm speaking as a person who was delivered from a lot of strongholds. Amen?
But once you try the first time, they'll come the second time. But you have to stand. Stand strong in the truth of the word of God. You know, the church is like a hospital. The people that come in, these are broken people. You have to help them. Their mind has to be renewed. You have to teach them how to meditate upon the word of God, little by little, until they become one with that word. Because we want to see a church whereby people come with a victorious mind. When we decree things, they believe what we're saying. Because Jesus was talking to his disciples. He said, how long will I bear with you? When you have been a born-again Christian for like 20 years, 30 years, and you still have the same mindset, Jesus will ask you, how long will I bear with you? How long would I put up with you? Haven't I told you? Have you been preached upon? Haven't you read? How long will I put up with you? Yes, Jesus is a loving God, but he's also a God of judgment. You can't play a child in the kingdom for a very long time. You have to grow. You have to eat meat and grow in stature and strength and dominion. Faith comes by hearing, right? The ear is a gate in the spirit. So faith, if faith comes by hearing, even other things can come by hearing. The mindset of failure, the mindset that you can't make it also comes by hearing. So what are you listening to? If you guard yourself, you come to a point that whatsoever somebody tells you, it doesn't enter. You guard yourself from the home to schools, even in your workplace. There are places you go, you'll find people who are demon driven. All they want to do is to see you fail. And they'll say it in your face. But are you going to take time to listen to the person? Are you going to guard yourself with the word of God? Because before you start thinking that way, what they will do, they'll, they'll start sowing that word. Anytime they see you, what an idiot. Anytime they see you, you don't belong here. So what they're doing, they're building that fortification of lies. Even in schools, when you're being bullied, that's what they do. They see you, they say something. Then they'll come back and say something. That's the strategy of the enemy. So he builds it up. He builds it up until it becomes a fortification. So that when the person grows up or the person leaves that place, it becomes hard. Today's a different teaching is not for me to motivate you, but to tell you the truth. Because if you come out of this, that's when the victory comes. You have to come out of this. The scripture says, come out from among them. If you walk with people with defeated minds, you'll start to think that way. Association is very important. Who are you listening to? Who are you hanging out with? My husband is someone who takes things. Even if something bad is happening, he always speaks positively. I'm there, I'm like, what happened? I don't know what to do. He goes like, let's just pray. The Lord will do something about it. He took time to help me grow, to be able to see that even if I'm seeing with my eyes, what I'm seeing, but he told me, walk by faith, by faith. It doesn't matter what you're seeing with your eyes, but see with faith. When I started thinking that way and functioning that way, I became like a child. What I did is I took the Bible literally. Whatsoever it says is what I believed. And guess what? Once my mind was changed, it became so easy for Jesus to come speak to me. For many years I was told, oh, you'll be talking to the Lord. He'll come to speak to you. And you have a conversation. I never believed it because I thought, does that happen to anybody? But once my mind changed, it became a reality. Jesus would walk through the wall in my room and he'll come take me and he'll go for a walk and he'll show me the things to come because I became like a child. Anything he said, I believe. You have to be like a child in the kingdom of God because when he sees you, he sees a child. Once you become a child, then you grow into a friend. It becomes a friendship. 
Not everybody is the friend of Jesus. Yes, we are children of God. Amen to that, right? But friendship. When the Lord came and he went to speak to Abraham, he told him, he said, I can't do this unless I talk to my friend Abraham. And he told him of the things that he will do to Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham was able to ask the Lord, what if you find 50? For you to have a conversation with the Lord that way, it means it's a friendship. In the book of Matthew 13, 25 verse 30, it talks about while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Negative words are tares, they're weeds. You know, weeds are very aggressive, people who do gardening. Weeds are very aggressive. They wanna choke life out of the plant. And in this parable, you see that they let the weeds grow with the plant, that's what happens. You have sowed enough word in your life, and then there's the words of other people, and you're letting it grow all together until the harvest time. It comes to a point when God, when you have sought the Lord with all your heart, he will come and break that stronghold. Some strongholds are even generational. People say, oh, in our family, we think that way. Wrong statement. In our family, we do this way, especially if it's negative. Wrong statement. Once you're born again, you should have a kingdom culture, a kingdom mindset. It's not about what your family has done over the years. It's about what they do over the years. It's about the kingdom culture, the kingdom mindset. Because the scripture says, let this mind be new, the mind of Christ Jesus. If people in your family, they don't get married, said, well, in our family, we don't get married. Oh, in your family, oh, we have tempers. We are just angry people. You're confessing, you're thinking about it. And once you get married, you're beating up your spouse. I know I'm speaking to people who have been born again for a very long time. It's time to come out from among them and start to have a different mindset and a different way of thinking. Because when you think, you do. What you think is what you do. If a person, the only thing they're listening to is how this rap songs or people are murdering people and killing people, guess what? The child will get a gun and shoot someone someday. It's because that's all they're listening to. The mind is a gateway and the person is listening to that and the spirit will enter that person. A mother spirit. If they're listening to songs about how people are just getting laid, is that what they call it? Getting laid? Yeah. That's what will end up. The person will start sleeping around with someone because the spirit has already entered the person. There are many voices in the world. Many, many voices. There's the voice of your spouse. There's the voice of your child. There's the voice of your mind. There are many voices. But choose which voice you're going to listen to. Because Abraham, he was told by God, I'll give you a seed. But his wife came and told him, it's taking too long. You just take my maid and have a son with them. He listened to his wife. God told him that he will do it, but he listened to the voice of his wife. If God said he will do it, give him time, he will do it. Give him time, you have to be patient. God does not just do things with speed just because you want to. He will do it when he wants to. When I was given the prophecy about preaching and teaching the word of God, it took me about 10 years before I held the microphone for the first time to say anything. And that time I was so empty, I didn't even know what to say. Praise Jesus. <laughs> but I held the microphone, right? It came to pass. And I started building myself little by little until I became a preacher. There was a time when I was told I was going to get married. The Lord gave me points on how I will get married. I had points, and this is how the man will come, this is what he will say, and this is how it's going to go about, and this is where you're going to end up. 
But in the middle of the, the years of waiting, I got tired. I started, I started dating someone. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a preacher that came from another city. And he came and told me, this is the word of the Lord. If you don't leave this man now, you will never see your destiny. I was so in love. I didn't want to. <laughs> to be honest, that was the most hardest thing to do. The funny thing is, I didn't leave that man. It took me a while. I didn't have the strength to do it. Guess what happened? He broke up with me. <laughs> God will stir up things. It's because he said he will do it. He said, this is the man. He didn't tell me the name. This is the type of man who will get married to. But I was insisting. But he caused some things to happen. But the person decided to break up with me. I'm not a saint, okay? But I'm becoming one. I'm being transformed and renewed. Amen? Everywhere I go in churches and stuff like that, the kind of people I meet are people who have gone through a lot of things from the people they trusted. And the Lord had already told me, I'll put you in front of those kind of people because of my experiences, because of what I went through. And then these are the people that I meet, very broken and hurt people. It doesn't matter what the age of the person is. The person is probably even 80, but the person is still having the same mindset, things happening to them. Past experiences is one of them that makes the person be bound with a stronghold. What the person experienced will be able to have a voice in their life if they let it. And sometimes it could be a, something you say and then it triggers the person. The person within a second is in the past, within a split second, just because of what you have said. Another thing is the culture of the people and association. But the greatest of them all that I've met is the past experiences. We have to stop living in the past. When God said, behold, I am doing a new thing, you have to leave the past behind. My past was so terrible, horrible. I don't even want to think about it. Because if I think about it, that's where my mind would be again, all over again. The people have been wounded. People have been molested at their early age. People have been raped. The people who have been hurt by words. The people who have been abused physically. The people who grew up in a very, you know, they're poor, like dirt poor. All those kind of stuff. So they come to a point, they think, I can never rise above this. But the point is, God will raise you above that if you let him. If you let him. It's not just going to happen by default. You have to let him do it. It starts with forgiveness. You forgive the people who hurt you. That's number one. Unforgiveness blocks God from moving. It blocks the anointing. You have to forgive. I agree one thing. There's some things people do that in the natural world, it's unforgivable. But in the spirit, we are told to forgive. I was told a story of somebody who let Jesus see the person. Jesus took the person and took them to the depths of hell where people were burning. The smell was bad and they walked around. And there was a woman there and she was screaming. And the person asked Jesus, why is she here? It's because she did not forgive her husband the posture which she was in was like a praying posture that's why the person asked why is this person here it's because she did not forgive her husband the scripture is very clear forgive and you shall be it reached a point when i thought to myself if i see the same people again if i could shoot them i would shoot them it's the truth i said if i could get a hold of a gun and i see them i will kill them and forgiveness brings about a murderous spirit. 
unforgiveness, and then anger, and then from anger, a murderous spirit. I told God the truth. You have to tell him the truth. I told him, Lord, help me because if I see them, I want to kill them. A broken and a contrite heart is what attracts the help of God. I was broken and I was hurting. And I told God, you need to help me in this. Help me to forgive. The funny thing is I've come to a point when I think about them, I cry because I'm like, Lord, you need to help them to come out of what they're in. I pray in love. It has been a journey coming to that point. I pray in love. The enemy has been sowing seed in your life for a very long time. You've been living in that life for a very long time. You're going to offer a prayer of brokenness to Jesus. You're going to tell him everything you're feeling right now. Be open. Jesus gifted me his presence that he told me he would be with. So in, to a point that if I go come to a service, I know he's there. Sometimes you let me see him. Sometimes. But I need you to offer because if you don't let go of that, and let your mind be renewed. We could pray all the prayers you want. You'll have a defeated mind. And a defeated mind will not let you grow or advance in the place that, where Christ wants you to be. Time will pass, but whatsoever is in you will still remain. Years will pass, yes, you'll get married, you'll get children, but you'll continue passing that same curse on your children. Because you get so angry, you're like, what's wrong with you? I'll beat you up. I don't like, you know, the same words you heard. You start speaking the same words to your children, even if you don't want to, it'll just come out. It'll just come out of you. And then your children will be hurt. And then they grow up with the same hurt. They don't even want to see you when you get old because they remember the things you said. They'll say, I don't want to have anything to do with you, mom or dad, because you hurt me. Some of the rebellious children out there are just hurt and broken people. Some of them left the church, not because they don't want to be with God, it's because of the people. I remember the Lord speaking to me about the leadership in church that hurt me. He said, you have to forgive the leadership of the church that hurt you. Because if I don't, then I'm going to be going from one church to another. There are people that have moved from one church to another. They're just church hopping because of the leadership. Oh, because the pastor hurt me. That's why I left the church. Guess what? The pastor ain't God, they're human. But you can't base your Christianity, your salvation in people. That's the wrong place to put your eyes on. Put your eyes on God because even the person is pursuing God themselves. People who stand there, it's not that they're complete, like they're, you know, they have arrived. No, we're still being made and transformed. We're gonna offer a prayer of brokenness and a contrite heart. Thank you for listening to the radio program warning. To hear this message again and to listen and watch others in video format, go to our website www.worldministries.org. When you visit www.worldministries.org, please visit Eagle Saving Nations and sign up today. Help Dr. Jonathan Hansen and his wife, Reverend Nadalia Hansen, pursue the God-given movement of Eagles Saving Nations to bring another great awakening to the church in America and throughout the world. Thank you, and may the Lord richly bless you.